You are listening to the InspireWire Podcast, Episode 5. Welcome, Welcome to, to the InspireWire, Inspire a, a podcast, podcast where ideas are exchanged, worlds are traveled, and life is experienced. This is the InspireWire with your host, Tom Murphy. Alright guys, welcome to episode 5 of the InspireWire podcast. I really think you guys are going to like this week's guest. I have Gautier Velasco, my friend and former teammate from Valencia, Spain. Last summer I was able to play a little bit of semi-pro football in Valencia, Spain and for the Valencia Firebats and he was on the team and all three of the Americans on the team got to meet him. He was a really cool guy, and um, I was lucky enough to interview him for today's show. We talk about what it's like to live in Europe, the benefits of being so close to other countries and speaking other languages. We also talk about Gautier's interest in American culture and entertainment and his future plans on visiting the U.S. and other countries and his general interests and passions. So I really think you'll like this interview. So let's head to it right now. All right, everyone, we're here with Gautier Velasco, my former teammate from the Valencia Firebats uh, American football team, and he was happy enough to so how you doing, man? It's been a while since we really got to talk for a while. We do text a little bit, but how's, how are things going? Hey, man, yeah. First of all, thanks for having me. And yeah, I mean, we've actually never really talked since you left. Yeah, Only a couple texts. Yeah, but we, I know it's not the same thing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was planning on, uh, well, we were both planning on uh, having you come over to the U.S., but I kind of just... Yeah, but what happened? What happened? <laughs> um, you know, it was like a small window of time that was available. Available, you know, I'm a busy guy. Yeah, sure, sure. I believe you. I believe you. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely gonna have to make that happen because yeah. uh, you you've never been to the U.S. Correct? No, man. Actually, I've never been to the U.S. And I basically imbue myself with like American culture every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that was one thing I was really surprised with was when we came and met you, me, Josh, and Ryan, we, us three were the American players on the Spanish team, and yeah. when we met Gautier, you kind of like seemed like an American to us, but yet you still hadn't visited, so it was kind of cool because you knew all... Every, everything American we, we mentioned, you, you kind of knew, especially like TV, movies, like even current events and things like that. Yeah, man, I've, had my, I've watched my fair share of American TV. I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> <laughs> but hey. the way I actually met you guys, that, that it was odd because you guys came in like you and Ryan on the second week of January. And the first week we had Josh on the team. Oh, And he right. didn't really talk much. Yeah. And actually, meeting you was was different because I actually met Ryan, like the first American I talked to was him. So it, it was like coming to practice and 
I hear from other teammates like, yeah, the Americans are coming. We don't know them. They're gotta be around. And I see a dude like in the <laughs> middle of the winter walking around in a tank top and shorts <laughs> with a jog in his hand. And I'm like, okay, that's one of, one of the Americans for sure. <laughs> You're like, that's an American. Yeah, right there. that's an American. So I start talking to him, and I was like, yo, dude, we gotta work out. And so we went and and worked out the next day. And um, then he introduced me to you guys. Yeah. But yeah, so then we got to meet each other and and it was cool because like everything we said, you kind of knew, like, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, um, but for people in Spain, they get a lot of their, you know, um, movies, TV, music, a lot of that is from the U.S., right? Yeah, yeah, it, it is now. I mean, it didn't used to be like this, but I mean, in recent years, I think uh, I have to go back to maybe 2008. It was when American TV shows started getting more into mainstream Spanish culture. Yeah. And I think one of the first ones was Prison Break. That was a big hit everywhere. Okay. But but not only in Spain. I think it was also a big hit in France. So that's when people got introduced to these uh, American shows. Yeah, and would you say that it's more so in Spain? Because I, I mean, you, you have a decent idea of how like other European cultures, uh, like what they get for their entertainment as well. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, I, I think like nowadays, like almost every American, uh, almost every European country has is exposed to American media. I mean, the quality of the American shows. I mean, obviously, there are many bad shows, but. There's a lot of variety, and there are some very good shows, which are better than the shows we have in our own countries. So we just watch that. Yeah, exactly. And 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 the one benefit for you as well is not only you're going to get to have that really good show, but since you're fluent in English, you get to enjoy the the original actors um, playing it in English. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, once you 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 listen to it in the original version, you never go back to the to the wall. In this case, Spanish dub, ever. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just sounds so like if you hear an American act, well, or even any English speaking actor talk, and then you hear them in, with their Spanish dub, it just makes something in your brain. I mean, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I could definitely imagine, and I know that I remember because on our team, it was right in the middle of the new season of Game of Thrones. Oh, and, I remember, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of the guys were talking about like because a lot of the players could speak English, not not as well as you, but like pretty well, and they were saying how that a lot of like if you listen to the Spanish version there were some episodes that would get lost in translation, you know? Yeah. There was one episode, I believe, for Game of Thrones, the the Hold the Door episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember how they translated that to Spanish. They I, tried I to, it was, like, really bad. I forget what it was, but it was just awful. In Spanish? I've never seen the Spanish episode, but, like, Hold the Door in Spanish would be Aguanta la Puerta. Yeah, and the, and the character's <laughs> name is Hodor in Spanish. So, <laughs> so I don't know how to translate that. I I mean I remember seeing an article in the newspaper. So uh, I mean I don't know how long it takes for a dub team to to dub a whole episode, but they spent a lot of time with that. 
like yeah. a lot of time, but not only, not only in Spain, like in many other languages too. Yeah, I'm sure that that was probably a tough <laughs> one for the for the Spanish translators, but uh, yeah. I mean, whatever. Um, but you know, it's still it's still cool to kind of like that you guys are able to you know take advantage of that that entertainment and and you guys also the great thing about Europe that I noticed was like the ability for um like traveling and and you know kind of meshing all these different cultures because America and the United States in general they just we say like oh yeah we're the big melting pot of cultures and things like that but really it's I I don't really think it's like that as much as people think because when you go to Europe you see the true meshing of cultures when there's so many different people from other countries in in all the different cities of the of Europe you know yeah right so I think the main difference is like even if you guys have I mean California is the size of Spain all right so even if your your states are actually like our countries it's not the same. I mean, at the end of the day, you guys are still American. Obviously, there are many differences, but it's like there are many differences here between like inner states in Spain. Yeah. That would be the same thing. With the European Union, there's freedom of, of um, I don't know how you call this, but you know, any per, any European citizen can go to any European country yeah. without having to have their passports on them. And that with the, with the eruption of uh, low-cost airplane companies that allowed for everyone in Europe to just be able to move all over. And they were offering round trips for a hundred bucks. Yeah. So people could just go to any city in Europe and visit. And that changes the game for sure because like we in the United States we have decent packages for like flying from Boston to like Miami or or like small trips like that which is kind of like traveling from france to spain or something like that but we just aren't really we don't have access to um you know a lot of different countries because ours is so big but yeah that's cool that you know your your mom worked at air france and you were able to do that because i'm sure that was a really cool experience and and now you're able to speak all these different languages and and have kind of you know a lot of background as from different cultures and things like that. Yeah, so yeah, my mom was French, so since I was a kid I could speak French and Spanish because I was raised in Spain. And then I just learned English when I was like 15 or 16 years old. And the funny thing is like with only these three languages I could travel almost anywhere and be understood. And to me that was the the best thing because if you travel and you can't speak a single word of another language you're gonna be looking at your map for a long time <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true yeah i thought that when i traveled to valencia and i got in there uh, at first it was definitely really tough and luckily i had josh like like you mean said, understanding spanish just like communicating I, I could still understand a little bit, um, but yeah, understanding Spanish and communicating, mm-hmm. um, but like if I didn't have Josh, then I probably would have been looking at my map a lot, but uh, <laughs> it was nice to, you know, have someone who had been there and things like that, and then I got yeah, better. Yeah, but I mean, 
Yeah, but I mean, you you guys were not visiting. You guys were actually living in True. the city. True. So I mean, obviously, even if you know you knew the language, you have to get your references. You know, like where's the supermarket at? Where are the the bars? Where are the places you usually go to eat? The field where we trained. But once you get that narrowed down, it doesn't even matter if you speak the language. You can get away with with people's broken English. Yeah, we. Uh, that's true because you know, Europe is in is is an international area, so it's it really if you know English, it really helps a lot. Uh, but but yeah, Valencia was a little bit different because it it wasn't as much. Um, of a tourist attraction for for uh, U.S. people. Um, yeah, not from Americans, but there are many, many people from the U.K. So but I mean, when you Americans come to Europe, what do you usually go to see? Uh, Paris, Madrid. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, um, because Valencia is just like it's the beaches and the weather, and you have that in California. Exactly. So sometimes, why why would you come here to chill when you can chill just and stay in the U.S. The not having American, to worry about the pizza or anything. Yeah, Americans come to see landmarks, and mm -hmm. the big ones that you hear about in the U.S. are, you know, the Eiffel Tower in yeah. Paris, like all the Italian. Uh, well, they everybody loves Italy because of the food and Rome, you know, the Colosseum and things like that. Yeah, um, that, many of the greatest painters and sculptors came from Italy, so you have all the remains of that. Art majors go to go to Rome or Naples, so, but you come to Valencia to chill or play football. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what you describe Valencia as is a really kind of not not really of a tourist destination necessarily, but it's a really big, you know, a beach culture and athletic. Like you, what would you say about it having the most gyms in in Europe? Or? Yeah, that's the, the most gyms per capita in Europe. Oh, okay. By far, by far. But I mean, it, it all goes with the weather because you have the weather and the beaches. Yeah, it never rained in Valencia. Well, it, it can rain sometimes, but you know, like two days of rain is not going to take the sun away. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But yeah, so people are, are going to be at, at the beach. I mean, there's a lot of sun, so people are going to want to look good. Yeah. If you want to look good, you have to go to the gym. So it goes yeah. hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, and then do you think that you will see yourself uh, living in Valencia? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's great for people who who either enjoy the weather or have not lived here. But I've lived here for around 25 years now. That's nice. But, you know, it, it, it just gets tiring. And I actually love other cultures. So – I don't see myself like living in one place for the rest of my life, but I would just like to go over the world, maybe stay for a couple of years in each place. That's a really uh, good idea. I mean, that way you're changing your point of view. and Absolutely, because otherwise, I mean, the only ways you have to get a new point of view is from people coming into your town, you know, and meeting these people. And more limited. Like, if if you go abroad and you live in a different country, you are right in there. So, you think that you will go traveling from different European countries, or you're not limiting yourself to that? 
actually would like to go farther than that. Uh, I like Asia. Okay. J- Japan. Well, I like it a lot. I've been there three times now, and every time that I go, I love it even more. And I also would like to go to the U.S., which again I could have done, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, once you come and visit the U.S., you maybe just be like, "Oh man, this is this is great." I might have to. I actually wanted to go to the U.S., but like, I mean, not just to visit, you know, just to live there. Yeah, for sure. I mean. There's so much to explore in the U.S. as well. So I mean, when you said the U.S., it's like a very broad term, you know? Exactly. I was thinking Massachusetts or maybe California. Yeah, for sure. That That's a good, you know, the East Coast and West Coast are, yeah. are definitely, you know, places that you got to check out for sure. And that's why when we were scheduling it, I was like, well... I don't think you should definitely do it yet because you got to make sure that it's you're able to really experience it if you're only going for two weeks and and I wasn't able. Oh to. yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I would never think of doing the whole the whole the whole U.S. in one trip. You know? No, no. It would be like wanting to see Europe in two weeks. Exactly. It's impossible. I mean, you you can get maybe what five hours per major town. Yeah, it's worth it. I mean, you're not, you're gonna be in a hurry. You're not gonna be able to experience. And I actually, when I travel, I'll, I like to kind of like blend in with the people that live there. And you won't have the time to do that if it's just for two weeks. Yeah, that's true. And uh, what do you think is you know something that kind of draws you to American culture? Because you said that you kind of picked up English when you were 15 or 16, and you were able to you know listen see what american culture is about uh, but what what was kind of the the reason why I, actually i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to tell but i just think is since i was a kid i, I was i mean the movies that i like the most were american movies you know yeah american product so i wasn't even thinking about learning english back then it was something that was mandatory for school and i actually sucked at it, I, I I remember spelling what I would just put the H wherever you know, okay. <laughs> like wherever I could write just W A T H and it would just look fine, absolutely fine. And so, I mean, the change and and wanting to be drawn to the American culture that much came when I was actually already able to speak English. Okay, because. I, I could be exposed to American culture, but if I only speak Spanish or French, I'm getting the translation. And not everything is translated. Like you guys don't translate your newspapers, you don't you don't translate, um, just say talk shows and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. We we might get the big headlines from the United States in our newspapers, but we don't get the thing. So when I was actually able to understand everything that was being said or written. That's when I, I was actually starting to get interested in it. Yeah, that that's that makes sense. I mean, you're able to kind of see exactly what the culture is like, except um, instead of you know bits and pieces of yeah. of news articles. Because you're only going to get what's translated, right? And what is translated usually the mainstream, all 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 the big things, you know. And you're you're gonna miss out on all the rest. Yeah. It's the first for instance, if like if you if you travel to the, to the U.S. And, and you only speak Spanish, well, 
I mean, there are a lot of Hispanics in the U.S., so you can't get away with it, you know, and speak Spanish almost anywhere, I guess. But but you're not really going to be immersed in the culture. Yeah, and that's... Well, I, I knew a lot of people when they were younger, they would travel to the U.S. and they would go to Miami or to New York, and they said, you know, I've never even had to use English. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, all right, but I mean... I mean, the purpose of the trip was not to learn English, but I mean, you're missing out. Exactly. Because if, if you speak in your own language, you're just thinking the way you've always thought, you know? It's hard to empathize with people. That's very true. And the other thing is, if you're just going to a, like, if you're a, if you're a Spanish speaker and you go to the U.S. and you're limiting yourself to that you know, Spanish-speaking neighborhoods. You're what you're really getting is the American version of of whatever country that neighborhood ca- came from. Absolutely. So, so you're you're getting an American sample of Cuba or or, exactly. or or something like that. Exactly. You're you're not getting the the whole picture. You know, you're just getting what you could see in in that country in an Americanized way. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that Americans do when they travel. They travel together, they do the study abroad, uh, where they're, you know, with other Americans, uh-huh. and they kind of just experience it, a different city. Yeah, um, but they, yeah, but they, they experience, like, for instance, when you're trying, um, people who come here to study, people from the U.S., there is not, that, this is not the same for everyone, but uh, many students will just hang out by the Erasmus zones, which are the zones with uh, foreign students, you know? Yeah. And do what foreign students do, which is party, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you need to get on with, with the locals as much as possible. Yeah, exactly. And and that happens everywhere where people visit, you know, they're just hanging out with other people who are there to study abroad and, you know... They're not. Re- they're only the only time they're seeing um, locals is is if locals go to the nightclubs they go to. Exactly. Which... To the but but even then, you're in a nightclub. You know, you're partying. Yeah, everybody's drunk. So, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not that everybody's drunk, but I'm sorry, but like, partying is almost the same everywhere in the world, right? Yeah. You drink and you move. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. So yeah, yeah, you have to get get on with people. I think that's something that you guys did very well when you came to Spain. All of you, uh, you three guys, were melt. You were always with Spanish people. Yeah, that that was definitely a benefit because even with um, you know each one of us kind of you know were able to get <clears throat> in, get involved with other people like you and and other teammates and just able to you know be social in the sense that we could kind of interact and use spanish and the thing that we didn't do that much was travel to other areas like travel to other european countries but yeah but that was very hard with with the training schedule we had yeah we we we, on the weekends we weren't really able to because every other two every other week we had a game yeah or extra practice right yeah, or extra practice, exactly. <laughs> I love, 
you all love those. <laughs> yeah, those are the those are the best on yeah. su- Sunday like early mornings. Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, no, but I didn't regret it because we were able to hang out with all the members of the team and kind of see what they do on the weekends, see what a Spanish local does on yeah. the weekends. You know, absolutely. Yeah, but I I guess you guys should have tried to travel, which you actually kind of did at the end of the season before going back to the U.S. Yeah, we got a limited amount of traveling, but... But, I mean, you, you can't really do much better than that. Yeah. We were actually, we had to travel for games. You guys only saw, like, the stadium. Play yeah. and go back, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, there are definitely, you know, I wish we could have done a, a few of those trips that we were thinking about. Like, we yeah. were like, oh, let's go to, you know, let's go to Brussels. Oh, wait, yeah, there, there's the, a bombing. Yeah, and well, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the bombing and stuff. I mean, if, if there's gonna be one, you know, you're gonna get caught. I mean, there's no way to to predict, and you can you can't live in fear, anyways. But yeah, it was. I don't. Wasn't it more like a visa issue, as in if you if you got your passport checked, oh <laughs> you yeah, would back to the U.S. That's why we didn't make the trip. Yeah, we were worried about that too. We were like, yeah. oh, so which countries are we like not allowed to go to? Yeah, not yeah. not cool with the uh, with the expired visas. Yeah, exactly. I was actually thinking, <laughs> I was actually thinking about going to Ireland, uh, and, and yeah, that's what that's the one where you get thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was like, oh, guess we can't do that because uh, our Spanish league is absolute like garbage and bootleg (laughs) yeah bootleg's the word (laughs) yeah just like oh hey tom uh we don't have an actual visa for you so just don't don't leave the yeah try not to get caught by cops either please (laughs) (laughs) i don't i mean i mean if you were caught by cops here i don't think they would send you back you know yeah i don't know they have all but they, I don't think they would. They sent back the members of the Drax. That was because the guys went to Ireland, and when they tried getting back in, they checked their passport, and they were like, no, I mean, your visa expired. You can't come back here. So what are you saying? What am I saying? I mean, I mean, if a regular cop stops you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I think, yeah, we would have been fine in that scenario, but, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think they were going to find it. We'd be like, okay, just, I mean, just get out. Go back. Yeah. Go back wherever you live and just stay there and try not to cause too much trouble yeah like that time we almost got caught uh (laughs) oh right (laughs) we uh we got a little story uh we almost got caught by the cops one time it was just me and gotier we were i don't know where we were we were at like some club right it's called it's called i mean the neighborhood we were at was called the carmen yeah, 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 Barrio del we Carmen. To a, we had to a club, and we were going back home, walking. Oh yeah, and we were walking back, and and the like weekend before, Ryan had taught me how to like tear down a street sign, <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, "Hey, go to let's uh let's 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 pull down this street sign." He's like, "What are you talking about? How, how do you do that?" And I was just like, "Hold on, hold on, we don't." normally do that but just have to say that alcohol played a big influence you yeah, know no no we're not criminals yeah fyi everyone listening al- we're not it's criminals. just alcohol it's just alcohol <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but that was yeah so we i was just like in the middle of a street 
I don't know what time it was, probably like three in the morning, and mm-hmm. just like shaking this sign until it. But like, it wouldn't go down. Yeah, and you like tried to tackle it. Yeah, I, I <laughs> thought I could tackle it down, which <laughs> was obviously not gonna happen. But I actually got like three or four hits into the into the little sign, yeah. and it goes down. And you told me that that sign would not go down because. The, the the yard was sturdier maybe yeah, yeah yeah so we went to the next one and we we're able to do it I think yeah but, but the yeah. problem is we're shouting in the streets and someone didn't someone threw an egg at you yeah <laughs> I was like there's someone like in the window who like heard it and like threw an egg at me and like we were like oh shit like what yeah what and the sign went down yeah one so that could yeah, we got the sign down. And we we're like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> we just started walking home and, and and like we're just walking, whatever. And we see a cop go the opposite way of us, right? Yeah, right. They were going away from us. We were actually uh, right above the Turia River on the little bridge. Yeah, we were, and they were going the opposite way because they probably got a call. Yeah, probably someone complained about two drunk maybe english people just shouting and taking down a street sign yeah it was awesome and then and then so they circled back and probably like answered the call and whoever was like i mean we were the only two guys in like five mile radius walking the streets yeah it was unbelievable and (laughs) yeah and they're like the, the person probably who made the call was like yeah so they're they're just like walking down the they went they took a right <laughs> yeah so they probably they pulled us over and, and they're like oh yo so are are you guys like americans and 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 you're like yes, yeah yeah I, I remember the, the cop came to us and he said something in english did he and i just talked to him yeah he said something i didn't i don't remember what he said i mean maybe he said hello or whatever but i, I wasn't i wasn't expecting a spanish cop to speak english or any other language. So I just started speaking to him in Spanish and be like, yo, yeah, what's the problem? What's going on? He's like, what are you guys doing here? I'm like, no, me, me and my friend are just walking back home. What's the problem? He's like, no, no, everything's fine. I mean, just keep on going your way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's when being Spanish saves you. Kinda. That was close. That was close. So let's talk a little bit about how – you, the, when we met you, it was your very first season as a football player. What what kind of got you into football? All right, so I had been going to the gym for years, and and I actually was looking for a, a, another sport because I was just you know like what I was saying before, just for the looks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> My body wasn't really useful to me for anything other than looks. So I just was looking for for another sport, and I don't know how I, I got into football. Just I think I just started watching. It was maybe a Super Bowl that I watched, and I was like, "Oh, I mean, this looks cool." And I know there are teams in Spain because um, I was approached by a guy one time, and they tried to get me to try out for our team. Maybe you will like football. I was like, "No, no, fuck that." You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to die. So yeah, and I and I and I saw a couple of football games. And I was like, "This sport looks very cool," but I mean, I'm gonna get killed if I try that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm strong and I'm big, but I'm gonna get killed. <laughs> Yeah. And and then I don't remember how I I, I think I remember seeing oh, this is completely stupid makes no sense but I remember seeing Julian Edelman and I read his stats and I was like okay this is five ten and I'm five ten too 
So if this guy can play in the NFL, and this is not the NFL, you know, it's way more chill, probably I can try this. So I I just found a guy at my gym who played for the Giants, and I asked him, and he told me, you know, you could try out for our team, which we're starting like in in a couple weeks. And I was like, I can't wait that long. And the Firebats tryout was on the same weekend. So I just went and tried it out and stood there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like similar to how you were saying, like you were getting interested in American culture, and that's another reason why you're like, hey, let's check this out and see. Yeah, another American sport. But actually, it's because I I saw it as a sport that relied a lot on athletics. You know. Yeah. A lot. You had. You need a lot of going to work out a lot. Yeah. So I love working out. So it was like, I mean, it just I'm gonna work out anyway. So I. I might as well work out and have my body be useful and actually try a new sport than just look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. Um, and, you know, it was cool to have Ryan to kind of help you out. And, um, oh, yeah. I, I mean, that, that was, uh, that was, I was very lucky because I sucked, like, literally sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, it's hard and- to, like, play when – you're this is the first year you're learning these type of skills and you have no like no decent trainer to like tell you oh this is what you're supposed to do yeah so that the thing is i i think that we got set apart and like based on your body type and what you could do during the physical training there so someone thought that as someone who's 5'10 and maybe 180 pounds, I could be a defensive end. I don't know why. (laughs) But it just put me there. And I sucked. But then Ryan came in and I was very good friends with him and he used to teach me a lot of stuff, you know? Yeah. How to maybe speed if I couldn't if I couldn't block people. Right. It was great, actually. He helped me a lot. Yeah. It wasn't zero to hero, but from zero to something that's semi-acceptable. (laughs) Yeah, not to something that's not embarrassing, you know? Exactly. Or not too embarrassing. Exactly, yeah. So now you're you're not not doing football now, but you're still just doing the gym a lot, right? Yeah, I mean, I I remember you guys gave me the the workouts you used to do in the the U.S. Oh, right. (laughs) The college college workouts. Yeah, your college workouts. I I, I had them printed out, and and that's basically – I do that plus a mix of other things to stay in shape. Yeah. And I plan on just trying to play next season. Oh, yeah, because you you kind of got hurt, right? I mean, it's not because I got hurt. I mean, I I had to finish college. And I was like – I mean, I I, I could play football. (laughs) And and then, I mean, college would suffer from it. So I was like, okay, no, not this year. I'm yeah. gonna. I'm just gonna finish my college, and then I'll be able to play football. Uh, so you'll be done school uh, pretty soon, right? Uh, in September, actually. Okay. So, and you're studying computer science? Yeah, I think that that's the the more likely equivalent in in the U.S. Computer science. All right. Cool. So, and and that's something that's really big in the U.S. and and all over the world now. I mean, yeah, computer but... science. <laughs> It's it actually is now. It's not for the future anymore. It used to be for the future 15 years ago. It's the present now. Exactly. You need people for this. Exactly, yeah. Um, so at least we know that you'll have a job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, I mean, um, in my field, it, it's. I mean, yeah, it's easy to get a job. But then 
there's a question of the quality of the job you want, you know? True. And if it is something that you actually want to do, because, you know, IT is just so generic, you can do anything for any company. And that that kind of ties in with how you want to be able to travel and kind of live exactly. in different areas because it's some place where you can be remote if you have to. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I can basically do my job anywhere there's a computer, you know? Exactly. So, I mean, it depends on the type of job, but I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be a consultant, you know? Right. So, I mean, a consultant can work for any company anywhere. It doesn't matter, as long as you speak the language, of course. All right, man. Well, it was awesome get uh, you know getting a chance to talk to you. I think a lot of uh, a lot of the listeners will be interested to hear about the culture and everything like that, and um, and how and what it's like to you know live in Europe and be able to travel and and kind of experience all different types of cultures because it's 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 totally a different. Um, a, wor- a different world out there in Europe, so I oh, appreciate yeah. you sharing sharing all that with us. Hey, my pleasure, man. If, if, it, if it makes you guys come over here, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't I don't think there's there's an American who's who's gonna come to Europe and say it was a bad experience ever. No, I don't. I I think ever. you're I think you're totally right because, I mean, I've never been on a travel experience that I've regretted, and I don't think many people have. But but I mean honestly, like even if you go to to another country and something semi bad happens to you, when you go back to the U.S., you can still tell the story, so it's good, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, you you got a great story to tell. <laughs> exactly, you made it out of there, you know, so it's always good. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Um, so do you have any anything you want to share with the listeners? Like um, anything you want to promote? Uh, a website or or something that you're interested in or something that you're working on or anything like that? No, you can just promote the city, man. Promote Anyone who's listening, just come and, and you'll love it. Oh, uh, all so right. You'll love it. You'll love and, the city. And I can definitely attest to that, you know, traveling, especially Spain and Valencia is a great city. It's it's nice Absolutely. because it's not so packed with uh, tourists, and you're able well, to. If you come during the the week in March, you know fires, that's different. Yeah, that's true. But other than that, it's really an authentic, you know, Spanish city. Absolutely. So. But it's also slightly different because there are many people from all over Europe here. But you know, you'll love it anyways. Yeah. Yeah, so everyone, make sure you get a chance to travel to Europe and uh, visit Valencia. We got a bunch of fire bats out there that you could definitely contact. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. Even me, man. If anyone wants to contact me, I mean, you can just leave my email address somewhere, you know? Okay, perfect. Just send send me a mail or wherever, and I'll, I'll try to help you out. All right, cool. Thanks, Gautier, and it hey, was thank great you, man. talking to you. See ya, man. All right. <laughs> All right, and that was the interview with Gautier Velasco, my friend from Spain. I thought it was a really cool and interesting interview. We got a sense of 
what it's like to be kind of growing up in Spain and and in Europe in general because it's really cool to see how that kind of changes your the way you approach the future because for example Gautier he's planning on having a career where he is traveling to different countries on a fairly frequent basis like he I think he said like every few years which sounds amazing to me and I think that's a interesting way to organize your career search like for Gautier instead of looking for the one thing the one passion that really gets him excited to work he maybe is choosing a subject or career area that is broad like computer science which has a lot of opportunities but also he's seeing what that type of career can provide him with what this career and his ability and his like upbringing and being able to speak multiple languages affords him the ultimate freedom as far as where he will live and how frequently he can travel and I think that's a really cool way to think about your career search because now more than ever different jobs are now able to be done remotely and it seems like a no-brainer to take advantage of that because it affords you so much more flexibility and freedom as far as traveling and and other things you want to pursue so that was just something that I got out of that interview I thought it was really cool and also obviously like I got the fact that you need to travel to Europe and you know experience different cultures because like Spain for example is is so you know so friendly so casual so chill um, I guess it's really up my alley in the sense that I really like that type of cultural feel and and you just got to try them all out and see what it's like. So for the story time, story of the day for you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed last week's story about the mountain lion paw print, but this story I'm going to keep on the theme of Valencia and one of the biggest holidays and festivals in Spain is one that is is specifically in Valencia, Spain. You know, you hear a lot about the running of the bulls in Paloma, but this one's a pretty big holiday. It lasts almost a month. It's exclusively in Valencia, and it's called Las Fallas. And a falla is a statue, and during this month, there's statues all over the city. And every day during the specific fallas week, there's fireworks that is going off in the main plaza every day and at the end of the festival there is a a burning of all the fires and it's a really cool festival in general it's just it's just it's really cool because there's so many things going on there's always food in the streets and and you you get a real authentic spanish holiday and so my story was that on one of the days, we get to visit a fire burning, and which is what they do to each fire. Um, and and there's always a ton of food, people cooking their own 
um, paella, rice dishes um, in the streets, and then they go and watch the the fire burn. And so we, so me, Josh, and Ryan, uh, we wanted to check it out. So we were getting up there, and we got a pretty good spot. We were close to where the uh, fire was going to burn. And so we're up there, real close. Everybody's packed. And um, so it starts going. The, the fire department's there. They got trucks and stuff. So they light they light the firework display around the fire. So all these fireworks are going off. And it's loud and it's awesome. We're, we're enjoying it. And then the fire starts to catch on, on, on this statue. And it's so big. The fire is just like so intense. And uh, these, all these old people who, who like probably were staking out this nice spot, definitely tourists, they were like, they, they feel the fire and they're just like, oh, like I got to get out of here. And so they turn around and they start running and, uh, and they're trying to squeeze by because it's so hot. It's just unbelievable. There's, there's a fire department hosing down the sides of the, of the buildings nearby because it's that hot that they don't want any chance that the buildings could get caught on fire. And we're just cracking up. Me and Josh just laughing at all the people like turning around, but like we're covering our face too. And it was just a wild experience because I did not expect it to get that hot. And it was just really cool because it was just, you know, an interesting experience to see, um, you know, that, that type of tradition. So, and then we, and then after it's all over, we're walking down the street and you just see fires all over the place. Cause there's, there's literally fires in like every major corner and like, and block. It was amazing. So that's definitely something you got to check out. It just finished up. It's in late, uh, March every year. So, and just so you guys know, I do not do Las Fias justice just on that quick story. It's a crazy experience that you need to check out. And don't judge me on this quick story, but uh, it's amazing. So definitely, it's a must-see for any person interested in Spain. That's my story, and that is our show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave a review, rate, review, and subscribe. And next time.